With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road house protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, Sirius XM Channel 83, the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, you can give us a call anytime you want, 877-99 on Fox. Doug Gottlieb Show with True Car. You can find out. What other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for on average, save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Well, what an experience it was uh, last night for both the Toronto Raptors on the road, kind of expected. You know, it was Cat playing with Mouse a little bit as the Cavs dominated the Raptors. They did allow the Raptors to creep back in the game before smashing them. You know you're getting clowned in basketball when dudes are throwing the ball off the backboard, right? If somebody's throwing the ball off the backboard and uh, in transition to another dude and he's getting a dunk, you know you're getting clowned. The other thing, you know it's bad when guys who come in off the bench are trying to fight, and that's what happened in the nightcap. 
Like, there's lots of things that are different about basketball at the NBA level than basketball at the level that you and I play when we go down and play pickup, or you might have played at the high school level or the collegiate level or at the youth level or whatever, the the uh, the adult level. Lots of things are different. The spacing is way different because the skill is way better. Guys cover so much more ground. But you know what? what doesn't change? When guys can't play, when they can't beat you, when they're not as good as you, they try and start a fight. That's what happens. Whether it's trying to get mentally under your skin or trying to somehow even it up or make you scared about driving to the basket, there are dudes that come off the bench with one sole purpose, and Dwayne Dedman was that guy last night. And the reason he was that guy is, um, it's not Larry the Cable guy. Who's the guy, Ramos, who walks around with the drink in his hand and um, comedian, and he says, you can't fix stupid. Who, who, is, who is you can't fix stupid guy? Wow, you, that's a good question, Doug. You know why it's a good question? We don't know the answer to because it. Because you can't fix our stupid. <laughs> and that's Ron White, right? Ron White does the, the, the train wreck. He, he, always, he has a cigar, and he has the drink, and he says, you can't fix stupid. But you can't. In sports, you can't fix old. I mean, some people say, well, it's father time undefeated. But what happens when you get older? You have a tendency to get wiser and get smarter. In basketball, you usually shoot better. You see things more clearly. Your movement is, it's like if you've ever, you ever sat with an old guy, okay? A lot of old guys, they're the type of guys like, you know, they have these philosophical, God gave you two ears and one mouth, listen more than you talk. And so when then they talk, they say things in more concise fashion. It's almost like they know their time on earth might be limited, so they're going to say less, but say more. It's like the old guy, when he moves, he might not move as crisply, but he gets where he wants to get. Like You, in, you increase your level of intelligence and your wherewithal. But what you can't fix is the fact that you can't move. You just can't. Once you you lose that step, you don't get it back. And when you collectively, like I said this about Manu Ginobili, and I will go to my grave telling you that I think Manu Ginobili has had a greater impact on European basketball based upon his overall career than Dirk Nowitzki. The most impactful guy has been Manu Ginobili. He won two European championships. He won Argentina's gold medal. Think about that. A gold medal for Argentina. Go back and look historically. And I know there was a, a good group of great Argentinians who played on that gold medal winning team. I believe they also won the world championships as well on our soil. You look historically like they were never, they weren't even competitive in South America as they weren't the best team in South America, let alone in the Americas. How about in the world? They win the gold medal. And, of course, he's been a huge part of several championship teams for the San Antonio Spurs. He was shooting 15% coming to last night's game, and last night's game wasn't great. And the reason is he, he can't move anymore. He's washed. It's over. It's done. You can't fix stupid in life. You can't fix old in sports. What's that uh, Vince Lombardi said? He said, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. That's true. Age makes mortals of us all. 
makes mortals of us all. Age will make you get hurt more quickly. It's harder to recover. But more than anything, it kills your athletic ability. Right? It just does. And different positions are different in terms of athleticism. Do the Spurs have other problems? Yeah. They went and invested all that money in LaMarcus Aldridge and won free agency for the first time ever. Right? They went out and won free agency. In the past, when they had won in free agency, it's like when Michael Finley was bought out by the Dallas Mavericks, they got Finley on the cheap. But they legitimately competed for LaMarcus Aldridge, a prize free agent, and got him. But LaMarcus Aldridge is soft. He's more of an offensive player than defensive player. And even though he's technically big enough to move over to center, he can't move to play center. He's not really needed at power forward. And when being guarded by Mighty Mites last night could do nothing. Like, that's a problem. But the biggest problem is you can't fix old. Can't do it. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. Ramos, did you stay up and watch the game? Or did I did not stay up. It wasn't really that late. But it's so much different you know, when you're on the West Coast and East Coast. Uh, unfortunately, I was at the Guardians of the Galaxy movie premiere thing, so I didn't see it, the game. Wait, wait what? <laughs> wait, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. In my 40s. Did you take your kids? Uh, no, just my wife. Only two people could go. Um, And Guardian, is, is it, please tell me it's good because it looks it looks like something I would watch with my kids. Uh, I would say it's a little more adult kids, not little, little kids. So that's what you are. You're an adult kid. That's That's okay. As long as you know who you are, you're like, yes, music, go ahead. You had your hand up. Uh, I'm just funny that. I I I cannot believe that I just heard that into my ear that he went and see. uh, I didn't. I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) I like how he starts it with unfortunately. Unfortunately. When, When he knows that it's not unfortunate. He was very excited to go see it, which is fine, but. I'm just curious, John, what was unfortunate about it? Well, the question was about a basketball game, and I didn't want to displease Doug by saying that I did not watch it. Listen, you can – I I just don't lie. You know, here's the thing. I tell people all the time, I don't lie. Like, I will say things that you will be offended by that will – I can't believe you said that. Well, the good thing is I'm not lying about it. I just say what I think, right? And the reason is – the good thing is if you don't lie, you don't have to remember what you told somebody. And you go, oh, damn, what did I tell them? (laughs) I can't remember what I told him. Where do you think I was last night, right? That's what you, there's all these different, <laughs> right? It's like when somebody texts you and you have no idea who they are and you, you do the who dis, right? Who dis? Because you don't want to act like you, you know who it is. You don't want to, you don't want to lie. And so if somebody says, do you know who this is? Like, I have no idea who this is. How do I know you? Where do I know you from? Dan Beyer, you're getting ready wedding plans. Apparently, there's some sort of issue with the uh, the catering. Oh no, no, the... there's no issue. I just uh, was just telling you what I did this morning. Okay. Just uh, like a look. Very in the, exciting. In my Tell life. me about. Sure. T- t- very exciting. Tell me about your. Did you watch the Rocket Spurs game? I had it on in the second half, so it wasn't like well, the I game was... was over. It, it yeah. felt, felt it was over. I, the I... the the Houston Rockets scored 69, 69 points in the first half. They were up 69 to, was it 39? You're up 30 at the half. That game is over. Like, you have to be, you're like me, you have to be a ball guy to really, really watch it. So I, I respect that, understand it. Okay, so here's my question to you. What was the reason, what was the biggest reason for the blowout? Um, I just thought that the Rockets were on fire from outside and the Spurs just uh Correct, 22, 22 for 50. 
from three-point range, and many of those misses were in the second half, right? So they hit a but. So everybody's like, well, they they beat them because they shot the ball really well. Is that is that a fair kind of uh, average analysis? Sure. If you just watch for a little bit. But here's what here's what people should know. The reason they made all those threes is a lot of them were wide open, and the reason they were wide open was because the Houston Rockets were going right by the San Antonio Spurs, and the reason they were going right by the San Antonio— well, you go right by somebody, somebody has to help, they help, you kick out, that's how you get an open three. The reason they were going right by the San Antonio Spurs, Dan Byer, was— because they were um, faster, and yes. maybe the Spurs were a bit slow yes, last night. Yes, you can't fix old. That's why. Can't fix old. That's it. That's it. In a nutshell. It's like, look, Peyton Manning is, Peyton Manning, to me, Peyton Manning should go down as the greatest quarterback ever with a bad arm. Like, that's who he was. He never had a good arm. But he he got to the point where they couldn't play him in Denver. Like, the, the story is going to be forever that Peyton Manning won his last game, much like John Elway, riding off in the sunset. But the truth is, they had to, oh, he was hurt. He was tired. He was hurt. He wasn't injured. He was bad. He had nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and they found a way to kind of putter to the end. And even in the Super Bowl, he didn't throw many, if any, good balls at all in the Super Bowl. He was washed up. Why? Because as a quarterback, when your arm goes, you're done. Much like pitchers. When it goes, it goes, it's over. Tom Glavin was that way. Um, In football... For outside of quarterback, it's when you can't run, you can't play. Do you guys remember when the Ravens won the Super Bowl? Remember the the 49ers come back in the second half mm-hmm. and the 49ers didn't? The reason the 49ers came back was they finally figured out, hey, why don't we just go to whoever Ray Lewis is supposed to be covering because he can't run anymore. It was There used to be game plans designed going away from Ray Lewis. At the end of his career, remember he was taking, what was the, what was the phony supplement that was uh, – Deer antler spray. Uh, Deer antler spray, right? Like he was doing whatever it took to try and get him to the finish line, coming back from a torn uh, tricep, I think, tricep muscle. But the truth was, like, he couldn't run anymore. So you went right at him. And that's what happened last night. Like, those guys couldn't contain the ball. They just couldn't. LaMarcus Aldridge can't guard anybody. Pau Gasol can't guard anybody. Tony Parker... You know, couldn't you couldn't really hide him defensively. Danny Green couldn't make a shot and is good, but like what he's best at doing defensively is classically shutting down the old school shooter, just like tra- tracking a guy. And you can't do that against Houston because that's not the style of play. The style of play is give it to James Harden, come off a ball screen, wherever the help comes, you kick out. They couldn't stop the ball. And if you can't guard the ball, you can't stop the Rockets. And if you're too old, you can't guard the ball. And can't fix old. Can't fix old. Uh, Dan, did you get all the, uh, the the rehearsal dinner stuff worked out? Like, are you guys? I was. Here? You know what? I you know. Do you have, next, a, ba- do you have ne- a band? Next time, I won't. I won't let uh, you into my life, Doug. You know, uh, if it's yeah. such a problem with you, no, I it's will not, just. It's not uh, a problem. I'm just. I'm. I'm concerned. I don't want things to go. This is obviously your. <laughs> I heard I heard your show your I heard your show on Sunday when you had your when you had your yeah Lisa fiance. came on yeah Lisa came on it was great it's very sweet she's super excited 
Why? I have no idea. I just, I have, <laughs> yeah, I have no, but not that you're a bad guy, but I just don't, I, I like, I'm like, she's really, really excited. Yeah, yeah. Really excited. But you guys are like adults. Like, I don't understand what really changes when you're adults. Well, Lisa's also uh, well-versed in the radio biz, so she knows that you, when you come on, you want to have some energy. You she know, you want to be excited. No, no, so. that was not fake energy. She's super excited to get married to you, and I kind of think it should be the other way around. Oh, I'm very excited. I, not to her level of excitement, and it's kind of a bit of a mismatch. I just, I'm just going to tell you, like, you, you're marrying up. You're out kicking your coverage. You're, you're accomplishing the goal Completely. of any, any warm-blooded American man. Well, we, we, but, but her level of excitement was at was peak. Like hey, she, it was, it was, it one was noticeable. Weekend, Doug. You know, it's like when you arrive on the Super Bowl location at yeah. Super Bowl week when yeah. you get there. Like yeah. that's what it was. It was like the plane landed on Sunday, and all of a sudden now she realizes she's less than a week in, and it was, uh, yeah, it's game time. It's time to to play the biggest game of your life. Yeah. Just like when you guys touched down in the NCAA tournament, you know, like all those other games during the regular season. But when you went to your first and second round sites, uh-oh, it's game time. That's yeah, what she was got, all about. Got to, got to crank it up. She was cranked up. She was fired up, as she should be this weekend, marrying a catch like you. That's it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Saban is the second highest paid coach annually in comp in comparison to Jim Harbaugh, who uh, got his salary increased to $9 million a year last October. I, I think some of this stuff is actually really, really interesting. Um, he also got uh, his defensive coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt, got a $100,000 raise. His co-defensive coordinator, outside linebackers coach, Tosh Lapoy, who just got there, got a raise from five hundred fifty dollars to $950,000. And his strength coach got a $10,000 raise to $535,000. Um, so... Uh, there, there's a bunch of different things. I, I like the inner workings, the the fine print, the fine print of the coaches' contracts. Like I don't know if you guys know this, but Jim Harbaugh's deal is really five million dollars a year, and then there's two nine million, two two million dollar life insurance policies, which are really money makers, and the school is just paying the premium. Like this is one of those deals to where when you make a certain amount of money. Uh, life insurance people will come to you and they're like, it's technically life insurance, but it's also a financial growth vehicle. And that's, it's not really $9 million they're paying him. They're paying him what the the value of it potentially is $9 million. And eventually he'll get that money out of it. But it's a really, really smart way of, of making a huge amount of money, but in, as in, in kind of an investment vehicle. Here's the thing about Saban though. I understand that there are many of you who operate in a world to which you've been told by many people in my position that because the college coaches make money, and this is an obscene amount of money, let's just be honest, it's in in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which is a much nicer town than you would think, and his deal is much better than even this reads. Uh, Two years ago, the University of Alabama bought back his house for like $2 million dollars and then he pays like rent, like a dollar a year in rent. So he's basically living there scot-free, just piling away cash. He's making $11 million this year. He's got this ridiculous lake house. And he's setting himself up to this is his last job ever. And this is the price for holding on to, in our lifetime, 
Nick Saban is the best college football coach that we've seen, right? He's had the most consistent run of success in college football from the moment he got to LSU. And really, what he did at Michigan State, he hadn't turned the corner yet fully at Michigan State, but the guy has been incredible and winning multiple national titles at Alabama in, in addition to winning a national title at LSU. Things that hadn't been done before hadn't been done in the last 40, 50 years. Crazy. So I understand that your thought is always that, that there should be a trickle down to the players. And there is. There is. In the state of Alabama or outside of Alabama, in Atlanta, in places to where there is a fervent SEC alumni base, when you're done playing football, the strongest thing you can put on your resume to apply for a job at Stryker, right, which medical sales, is football, University of Alabama. It just is. Everything they do at Alabama is built around not just the football program, but the dictator, Nick Saban. How they raise money, because of Nick Saban. How they sell season tickets, because of Nick Saban. They've had three different offense coordinators. They've had, over the last five years, they've had, heck, they had two last year in the middle of the season. They've had three different quarterbacks, three different styles, two of which could barely complete a forward pass over the past three years, played a national championship game. The one thing that's been consistent has been Nick Saban. Their TV rights package locally, nationally, their radio rights, everything they do is, hey, you know what? Trust me, we have Saban. How do you think they get recruits? Saban. It's not just that he's an indefatigable recruiter. It's that his name sells. Saban's going to get you the pros. You know? It's the same reason they get assistant coaches. They go there because Saban. Can he make your life hell? Yes. Can he undress you on the sideline? Absolutely. When things go wrong, are you to blame or he to blame? Or is he to blame? You're to blame. But you got Nick Saban pick up the phone for you. It's worth it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Benjamin Watson, play for the Pats, play for the Browns, play for the Saints uh, past couple years, for for a couple years, right? Man, they couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't couldn't catch a cold. Um, And now he's with the Baltimore Ravens and... He's now an author as well, as uh, he's written a book, The New Dad's Playbook. Man, beat me to it. This is great. He's got five kids and a uh, great cover picture as well. You can pick it up at Amazon.com. It's also in uh, soft soft cover, which for those of us who like to save money, it's a little bit little bit easier on the wallet. Benjamin Watson, the Baltimore Ravens, joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. How are you? I'm doing well, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. Okay, so you, you wrote a book about being a dad while playing – uh, in the NFL, and there are topics in here. I, I, I read most of it about sex. Uh, like, did you have to clear with your wife? Like, hey, baby, I'm writing this book, and I'm going to talk about our most in, our most intimate details. And even when you don't mention, you know, her name, like, you know, you know, what people you are going to assume. Her. All right. So, how 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 do you how do you have that conversation? Well, the thing is, she was sitting right next to me, and she was really the one giving me the advice about what to tell because she wants these women to have the support that they deserve from their 
uh, husbands and the fathers of their children that don't know what the heck to do and how to navigate this thing. So she was she was actually the one that inspired me to write the book. She's been telling me for five years, you need to write a handbook for men so that they not only are empowered when it comes to fatherhood, so they not only have information, but so that they can support uh, the women who are carrying their child and helping them through this whole process called pregnancy. That's a, it's, it's great. It's honestly, it's, it's really good. I mean, like, you know, like we all, and, and there's lots of guys who didn't grow up with a dad. I was fortunate to have one, but my dad was never kind of the touchy feel. He wasn't really, it was from the generation that they weren't really involved in the child rearing, right? Like my, my son yeah. asked me all the time, like, well, did your dad like play one-on-one with you and play? Like, no, nah, my dad didn't do all that. He's like, well, why do you do it? Like, well, cause I, I, I don't know. I just, that's how I want to raise him. So what is like, if it's, okay. So I actually, I got a buddy of mine. His wife is uh, pregnant with twins. Um, and he, he's asked me a like, what should I be ready for? If your wife is <laughs> pregnant right now, what's the, what are a couple of the things that they can pick up this book and, uh, exactly. they, they can, they can take from it. Yeah, and you bring up a good point because, you know, men for the most part, you know, I'm in a locker room with 80 guys every year for the last 13 years. So there's been a number of guys who have had fathers demonstrate things to them. A lot of guys have not had fathers in their lives. Some of them have children already, and they just want to do things differently. So, you know, there's all these questions that come up, and, you know, when she's pregnant, and you don't know what a birth plan is. You don't know what to expect on the on the OB appointment when you're going to hear the heartbeat for the first time. Or when do you even hear the heartbeat? Or do I have to buy a thousand diapers? Or is it going to make or break me? Or can I go, you know, a package at a time? You know, what about, uh, you know, people coming over uh, after the baby's here? Should everybody just be allowed to come over? Or should I keep certain people out? What about the ways to have birth? You know, there's an epidural, there's a natural birth, there's a water birth, there's a home birth. There's please all don't, these different please, things please don't tell stuff. me you're a natural birth guy, right? Like my, my sister, we, my, my sister. Yeah. We've done, well, she's done. Yeah, I haven't pushed yeah, any babies. Yeah, stop it. Stop but, it. Um, we've done it. We've done stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but, but, all five, well, all four ways. So we've had the epidural with the first one in the hospital. Right. We've had the epidural that didn't work in the hospital. Right. We've had a natural birth in a tub in yeah. a hospital birthing center. We've had a natural birth at home in a tub. And the last two, I was the one that helped pull the baby out of the birth canal. And so... Every different all right, so rank it. Right, so wait, wait, so so, so, so rank the C section we haven't had. All right, so we've only had we had I had twins and then my son. They've all been C. Uh, and okay. my my sister said like I was I asked her after she had her first. She's had three, and she I said that did you have did you have drugs? Did you have epidural? And she's like, would you, would you have a root canal with without medication? I was like, no. She's like, well then why would you why would you possibly have a baby without an epidural? So but, on the other hand, these are legit questions though because when it comes to you know the the recovery afterwards, a lot of times it's quicker for the mother when they don't have an epidural. Um, and so there's pros and cons. And so really, my whole point in, in the book and this in that part of the book, the technical part of the book is is having guys think about these issues that are gonna that are gonna come up. Um, and how do you make a plan to address them? We we don't even talk about some of these things sometimes. The next thing you know, you're in the birthing room, you're in the labor room, and and everything is going 100 miles an hour. And so part of the book is is equipping guys when it comes to, you know, these technical terms that they're going to hear. And the other part is really broadly is encouraging men that they have what it takes, that even though society may tell them that, you know what, you're a dad, you don't know what's going on. You are very important. Even if you have kids, you're important. And if the kid isn't even here yet, 
you're important in, in creating the nest that this child is going to come into so that they can be turned into successful uh, young men and women. Um, and just empowering fathers from that point of view. See, I love the, this is all great stuff. It's the, the new dad's playbook. Benjamin Watson of the Baltimore Ravens, t- tight end Baltimore Ravens joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I love it. And I also love that there are a couple things you didn't cover, like the fact, I don't know if you ever heard this, the difference in the first kid, second kid, third kid, right? First kid is, don't touch that. You'll hurt yourself. The, se- the sec- second one is you're sitting in your chair like, hey, don't touch that. You might hurt yourself. The third one is, watch this. He's going to hurt himself, right? So I don't know what you get to win four <laughs> exactly. or five. You don't even care. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we, we have five kids, and I swear, like, when the fifth child falls down, you know, well, she's my baby girl, so I care about her. But let's go to the fourth one that's the boy that's actually on the cover of the book. He falls down. It's like, whatever, he'll be okay. But well, one thing I do talk about in the book is how do you add uh, – kids to the mix when you already have children because as we know there's sibling rivalry there's all those things so I do kind of touch on that a little bit when you want to expand your team so to speak yeah we know you have a team you have five you have you're good dude you as <laughs> you guys you guys done you guys you guys done or you, you going for the for 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 five boys we we are we are done for now. We have three girls. We have three girls okay. and, and two boys, and and we're we are definitely in a holding pattern. I would say like holding. a very very strong holding pattern. Holding. Um, pattern. Everything still works. Like yeah. the, pu- the, yeah, the plumbing it. still works. So I guess I could still possibly score, but I'm not really trying to score right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I but, guess. <laughs> we're just you know my, my wife was was our oldest is only eight, and so we have eight down to one. And so, literally, we had four kids in four and a half years. My wife was either pregnant, nursing, or both simultaneously for about five and a half years. And so, we're enjoying just kind of not having the nursing and the, you know, we just have one in diapers now, so we're good. All right. I got, I got a couple of football questions for you. Um, yeah. Weird year for the Ravens last year, right? I mean, yeah. it, it just weird. Um, Steve Smith's last year, uh, Joe Flacco coming off the knee. Um, you have, you know, the defense, there's some, some age that got exposed on defense. How far away are the Ravens to being what the Ravens we've always known them to be? Well, I think this draft class answers a lot of the questions and I'm not one to put a lot on drafted players, you know, college players. We have to see how the transition is going to go, but you see a lot of emphasis early in the draft. Uh, we talk about corners and linebackers, rush players, um, that they're trying to definitely, uh, identify with with the identity that the Ravens have always had. Being a player that has been on other teams and coming here last year, I wasn't able to play. I tore my Achilles last year, but I was able to observe. And the Ravens have always been, like you said, the team with a tough defense. And so uh, one thing I know about this league is that while there may seem like there's large gaps, when you have an organization that has stability uh, from the top down, from the head coach to the GM, that gives you a chance to be successful in the league. That gives you an opportunity. There are some teams that you don't even have a chance because there's too much turmoil. And so uh, moving forward, um, you know, we obviously had to get a little bit younger in some positions, but also their positions, you know, you mentioned Suggs, and although he may be getting older, as they say, the guy can still get it done. And so I think that this team uh, uh, functions best in the past and in the present when the defense is strong. And we had great defense to play last year, except for a couple games here and there. Offensively, we need to be more consistent. You mentioned your Achilles tendon tear. Uh, T. Sizzle, he tore his Achilles tendon, didn't he? I think I think he, he tore he one. He did. He yeah. tore the tendon uh, yeah, two, two years ago. Okay, and, um, so so this, it used to be, it used to be, when you're th- in your 30s, you tear your Achilles tendon, like, that used to be a career ender. What, yeah. I mean, what are your own personal expectations 
for yourself this year. I mean, like, look, yeah. I, I look. I'm a I'm a Charger fan. Antonio Gates. He raised a pregnant woman. Came in third. I mean, he, he but he still gets open. Tight ends. Jason Witten looks horrible when he's running by himself, but he still finds a way to get open. It's he like sure the, does. it's like the only position outside a quarterback that you can lose your speed in the NFL and still be really effective. So, what are your realistic expectations this year coming off that Achilles? Well, my expectations are high, uh, Doug. I, I um, my rehab has gone well. I haven't had many hiccups. Um, yes, I'm I'm over 30, 35, which is weird to say, um, but I'm I'm at a place where uh, the doctors have said I've healed as as well as they thought I would. I'm just in a place where I just need to get a little bit stronger. But I am um, I'm I'm running I'm running routes I'm I'm strong. Uh, the calf muscle takes forever to to come back to full strength, and so that's just the last little bit. Um, but by the time it's, it's time to compete, I'll be ready to compete 100%, and my expectations are the same as when I got here. I want to contribute to this team winning. Um, that's why I came here, and so unfortunately I wasn't able to do it last year, but my goal this year is to is to do that and more. Well, we'll be rooting for you as well as rooting for the sale of this book. I mean, it's pretty amazing, right? Like you're 35, 30, you're 36 now, and you got guys in this yep. draft class that weren't alive when the Baltimore Ravens came to came into existence, right? That's wow. how. Some, think That's about that. Yeah, man. like they were like '96 was the first year in which they were in. They were the Baltimore Ravens. That's that's uh, crazy. Like to me, to me, Baltimore still seems like kind of a new team, you know. Yeah. But- but yeah, you're right to those guys. So, but yeah, thank you, thank you. And and New Dad's Playbook, newdadsplaybook.com uh, is where you can find everything out about the book. And as you mentioned, it's available uh, in all retail outlets. Yeah, and, and that, if that's your son, that's a cute little kid. You obviously married up, man, because that's a, that's a good looking boy right there. Anyway, I did, yeah. I did. I, th- I, I thank God every day for my wife. She, <laughs> no, you thank God for football. She wouldn't have married you if not for football, you know. And then then foot, football yeah, gave whoa, you your wife whoa, 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 and well, your. Well, I mean, you think you have a good brain too. You're a smart guy too. But, but like, I would say though, I would say though that we met because of, in, in part because of football, because she was playing softball at University of Georgia, and we met in Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And if if I hadn't transferred and she hadn't played sports, and you're right, we wouldn't have met. So sports is a huge part of our life, definitely. Hey man, really appreciate catching up with you. We'll do so again in the summer, and uh, not only track this book sales, but also talk some more football. Thanks so much. Sounds good, thanks. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 